Hey y'all, welcome back to Dose of Nate Podcast, the hottest podcast down south. So today on our podcast episode, we have Miss Naya Latrice. Or you can call me Shania. Shania, okay. You can call me Naya or Shania. It's, it's a preference. It's really a preference. Okay, so today on the podcast, we are talking about women entrepreneurship. So the reason why I chose you is because, for one, you intrigued me. When I, the first time I ever seen you, I seen the video of you going to Washington. I seen someone post it. The TikTok. Yeah, the TikTok. <laughs> the TikTok. And I was like, who is this girl? So then I went and I did a little research on you. And I was like, wow. Like, I was really just inspired and also just amazed because you're so young and you're doing so many big things, you know? So today I wanted to talk about and ask you some questions about like what what got you to where you are today and what inspired you. So that is actually the first question. What inspired you to take the path that you took? It's really, um, you know, my generation of peers. Yeah. People that I went to school with, people that I, you know, Marjorie Stoney Douglas High School um, student survivors, high school survivors and what they were able to do with their voices in Florida and in Washington, D.C. because of what happened yeah. here at their high school. Nobody should ever, no young person, no person in general should ever have to deal with something of that magnitude, um, like death, watching your class yeah. really die in front of you, and watching them spark a national movement using the power of their voice. Um, they were, they showed so much courage in yes. the adversity against the naysayers, Against you know the NRA, the president who said it wasn't time once again to talk about gun control legislation and stricter gun control but, uh, legislation. So watching people look like me who are the same age as me have so much you know courage and fortitude, yeah. it, it really you know inspired me not only to become a voter rights activist and advocate, but um, an author inspired me to write my first book. I always loved writing in English, but really watching people who were the same age as me really inspired me to okay and we are going to touch bases about that book because that is just amazing as well so what is your position on gun laws like um i feel like stricter gun control you know legislation is necessary i don't feel i know in my heart that children should not want to or should go to school feel like it's going to be their last exactly say, i love you mom and or I'm not gonna um, make the home day having those thoughts going through your head every time you step on a college campus or a middle school campus, high school campus, even elementary school. Uh, like Sandy Hook, that yeah. if I a, a seven-year-old shouldn't fear, you know, going into a classroom, you know, fearing that it's gonna be the last day talk to your parents or your friends. So yeah. I feel like stricter gun control legislation is necessary. We had we had a number, <laughs> a plethora. Yes. It's not funny, but it, it's not. Like we had a plethora of you know um, mass shootings that occurred. Where the, where the background checks? What's what's going on? How are people getting access to these these high fire you know firepower weapons that you see used in the military? So it's it's really a, a scary sight, and you know our, our government needs to implement stricter gun control legislation, and that needs to happen because too many lives have been lost to senseless gun. Uh, gun um, action and, and, and things of that nature so that's my stance on it to be honest and i can also completely agree you know my sister has shared with me multiple times she's a high school student how she does carry that fear like now she's homeschooled but she did carry that fear like if this is going to be my last day and kids shouldn't carry that fear mm -hmm. um how is that 
that position in a Republican state? Because we do live in a Republican state. So, do you get like. Um, well, I'm from California, babe. Oh, I am too, girl! Ah, <laughs> what part? What part are you from? I'm from San Diego. Everybody's from San Diego. Nobody wants to be from Long Beach. You're like, Blue Everybody's Blue. from Long Beach. I met another girl from Long Beach. Yeah, so <laughs> that's, that's where I'm from. That's where I reside. I live in Lakewood, California, but Long Beach, Lakewood, those are, those are my home. Or that's my home. And um, as far as. Shout out from um, what you say, like what? Like what? Okay, we put a little shout out because you. Literally, thank you for letting you on. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm from California, so coming into you know a state, it's like, a culture shock for sure. It's it's a shift for sure. Um, you know, like I said, it's it's different. The what was it? The right to carry law. Yeah. If you yell at somebody, yeah, yeah, open carry only. For example, if you. You know, hunting somebody on the road when they got road and they could come out and really stand your ground. Stand your ground laws. They could, if they feel like they you're they're under attack or they're threatened, they have a right to stand their ground and use their weapon, you know, according as they see fit. And that doesn't rob me to a certain extent because it's you really gotta watch when you talk to people, you never know mm-hmm. because in a state like this, it's it could be, you know, it's a precarious state as far as you never know how people are gonna react. People can be very reactionary. So you just in my opinion, I'm from California, so obviously it is a little bit different, so you never know. I'm just different in a lot of aspects, but... I think they could um, benefit from some of our standpoints. Is that? Is it, they want to listen. I've been of in course. political science classes with a lot of you know people who identify as conservative um, <laughs> or Republican, so it's um, it's definitely different being here. Yes, I'm not from California, so it's like, yeah. yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's most definitely different. Mm-hmm. So, who is your inspiration for doing this? For being like, an activist? Well, I know you touched bases a little bit in the beginning. Um, yeah, um, I have. Well, recently, my I think one woman I wrote about her a couple months ago. Okay, her name is Reverend Dr. Polly Murray, okay. and I advise whoever is listening or who the future listeners. And you know the interviewer who's currently interviewing me, the Reverend Dr. Polly Murray. She was everything and more. The work that she did um, as as a woman during that time, during the 1940s and 50s, and even the 60s, she essentially helped um, Thurgood Marshall win the Bradley Board of Education case with her essay that she wrote as a law school as a law student at Howard University. Wow. And so, <laughs> what she was able to do as an activist. Um, uh, a lawyer, an author, an Episcopal priest, and in her in her lifetime, it's a lot. She was brilliant, but also we don't hear her name enough because of diluted and watered down history that we're given year after year after year. Yes. It doesn't matter what grade you're given, different versions of the same story, essentially. And we don't hear new names. We hear the same repeated names. We barely, we barely hear about Medgar Evers. Uh, we hear about Rosa Parks. We hear about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Seldom we hear about Malcolm X anymore because of how he has how he was labeled um, as militant. Yeah, so very aggressive. Exactly. But Reverend Dr. Palmer is actually one of my most current inspirations as far as just what she was able to do in her mind, um, her legal mind, yeah. and how she she touched every corner of the humanitarian struggle as it relates to gender equality because she was a part or identified later on as it was labeled a part of the LGBTQIA plus community and she struggled with her you know how she wanted to be identified she struggled with that and as a black woman 
as a, a woman who was a part of you know, the LGBTQIA plus community during that time, it's very hard to express yourself and be heard in those spaces. Yes. And despite those, um, those barriers that you know, she was presented with, she was still able to overcome and just influence so many different parts of our history, so many different parts of the law that we, that we don't even realize. She was one of those civil rights giants that are, you know, kind of overshadowed by, you know, the mainstream, I don't want to say mainstream, that's the best word to use, the mainstream civil rights icons. The ones that they push. Exactly. Most. So, uh, like I said, I advise y'all, I a little synopsis. You got me over here, like, I need to read up on, yeah. on her. Sure. I've never, and like you said, diluted history, I've never heard of that name. Yeah. So, you just taught me something new. Ah. <laughs> you just taught me something new. That's exciting. <laughs> um, wow. I'm speechless. I gotta read up on her. I, I love that. Um, so what is the overall message you're trying to convey to the world through your work? Um, just, you have to be willing to speak out. I know a lot of people don't like to be confrontational. I know in this day and age, some people, a lot of people may um, be, you know, they just go along to get along. Some are more outspoken than others, but when it comes to issues that are affecting us, like, voting rights and, and voter suppression. We're experiencing a literal, just a, a, a reverb, a, a reverberation of Jim Crow era laws that yes. we're now seeing come to pass currently. And we did all, we passed the, you know, the, civil, the Civil Rights Act, the Voter Rights Act of 1965, all for it to just be gushed and, and, and repeated in a way that we're still experiencing those same tactics in the law, I mean, in the South, through you know Republican state and Republican legislatures, and that's that's what I really emphasize to people who look like you, people who look like me, and our peers, because we have to realize that things that may not seem as important, like laws, what's going on, the voter suppression that's occurring in Pennsylvania, Georgia, Texas, Alabama, we have kids, and let's say they want to be voting rights activists, let's say they're passionate about stuff like that, yeah. can you look them in the eye and say? I tried to make a difference. Even though I wasn't the most outspoken, I still made that be a blog, I wrote, I made posts on TikTok, um, on Instagram. I tried to get my message, my message across to make sure at least I'm trying to inculcate necessary change because at the end of the day, it's really not about me. It's about the next generation of leaders. It's about the next generation yes. of people who are gonna pick up the torch. So I'm just literally continuing on the foundation that was laid by people like Reverend Dr. Pauline Murray, Lightmaker Evers, <laughs> and, and like Shirley Chisholm. So I think that's the overall message that I really try to convey is that there's always work that needs to be done. The struggle, as you can see, is it's, it's a continual, continual it's, cycle. It so. is, it is. Um, I always reiterate this to my family and my brothers and sisters that we do live in a well, I, I can speak for this state because I'm only living here now, but we do live in a place where they have systematic Jim Crow laws to this day. And they hide behind amendments and everything else. Even in the 13th Amendment, it'll tell you if you go to prison, you become a slave of the state. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, it's sad, but I do think that the work that you are putting in, and like you said, passing the torch for the younger generation is going to help, mm -hmm. you know? So... I, that's amazing. I admire you a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting here soaking up all this knowledge like, oh my gosh, oh, girl. Um, what challenges have you faced on your path? Oof. Um, 
like, well, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite, but, you know, constantly putting myself out there, um, being consistent as far as prioritizing what's important to me. I know, you know, school's a big part of my life. Um, yes. Uh, also, making sure I'm getting ready. Not to cut you off, do you mind saying your major and oh. your classification? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm a junior at the University of Alabama, majoring in political science with a minor in journalism on the pre law track. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, you can finish. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, dang, I forgot. What was the question? Um, what challenges have you faced oh. in your path? Just, you said putting yourself out there. Yeah, like, you know, um, I'm not, I don't like giving excuses. I, I don't, I don't, it's kind of like explanations, but it's really challenging to be consistent sometimes on platforms like TikTok and stuff like that when you're caught up in your day-to-day life. Like, I am a busy person. Um, I sometimes don't go to bed until 2 o'clock in the morning. Just, you know, the school year is put back up. There's a lot of, yes. I'm responsible for a lot of things. Um, I feel like there's, I'm, I'm pulled in different directions sometimes, but I also, it, I struggle to prioritize what I still like need to do outside of uh, you know being a Delta, being a student, being um, just Shania. As well. Thank you. <laughs> um, being you know just Shania and so time management is something that you know I can struggle with, and that if you don't manage your time well, you're not going to get anything done. That's something I know that. I don't say I struggle with, but I know that I can get better at. Like, I need to have, like, five different reminders set. So, like, that's why I said when you text me, it's like, oh, thank God. Like, because, like, things happen throughout the week. And I know, like, okay, I got something going on there. So, putting myself out there, being consistent in certain aspects is can be very, very difficult when you're giving your energy to five different things and they all have to be at least 100% because 95% is it's, it's not enough. So, and I love that you're just, you have that go-getter spirit yeah. that you want to put your all into all of your crafts because I just lost my train of thought. It's okay. But um, also I wanted to say, okay, we met the other day at Get On Board Day. Mm-hmm. You said you do have time, like, problems time management sometimes what exactly was that club that you have set up out there like oh. if you want to speak about it oh yeah okay so in my nationally way is it's my baby um, <laughs> i think well my freshman year the current or the predecessor before me adriana kurt she was the president okay. of the organization on campus relatively small i had about like I would say four consistent members. That's myself and the current vice president, Major Brown. We kind of like, you know, built it up together. Okay. And it is an organization that encourages women to actively engage in the political process. So everything that I do, I try to reflect my passions in things I decide to put my energy into. Like Ignite, we've had during, even amidst a, a pandemic, we were able to win, you know, most of said political organization on campus wow. uh, for salad awards. So if you're a student, you probably know what those are at UA. But that was a big deal because um, we had events, so we had you know forums, we had guest speakers uh, like Latasha Brown, who's been on CNN, the co-founder of Black Women's Matter. Wow. Um, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> so it's just connections is who you know. And Ignite National is one of the you know many things that I try to you know keep up and grow as far as like membership. And if you share that same passion, if you're a feminist activist, if you're you know an environmentalist. Environmentalist, and you're, and you're passionate about preserving our environment and our earth. Uh, like that's something that we want to see reflected in our events that we take place on campus, and also amplifying women voices because we're still in a 
a place and in time where women voices can often get diluted and, and suppressed by yes. male voices in dominated places like politics. And even, you know, in, in certain aspects, I know grassroots organizing has now been, you know, uh, they have faces like Latasha Brown and Ufot, um, <laughs> Stacey Abrams, who have taken over that aspect of grassroots okay. organizing. You know those faces. But still, they have to fight and push because they're fighting against the status quo constantly. So that's what Ignite National is, not only amplifying black voices, but inclusivity and diversity when it comes to making sure women are heard and just having your ideas put out there. Okay, so what are your plans for Ignite? And what is your position in the... I'm the president. You're the president. Okay, girl. Okay, girl. Um, what do you have planned for Ignite this year? Do you have... Anything special planned that the viewers can look forward to on your profile? Oh yeah, very. Um, <laughs> we do have uh, an event, a collaborative event. It's going to be via Zoom with its collaboration in a collaborative effort with the Lamborghini Chapter of Zoom that is already incorporated. Okay. <laughs> um, it's the forum is happening on Tuesday. The flyers will be actually dropping today. Okay. LZ underscore Divas. Um, it's Who Run the World Girls Forum, so it's like a workshop, literally, basically culminating what I was talking about yes. as far as, um, you know, if you know how to fill out your ballot, if you want to run for political office, is workshops and forums around those ideas of giving women that space to, okay, maybe I do want to be involved in politics, maybe yeah. I do want to, you know, run for office, or maybe I just want to be more educated on how to vote. Yes, and I think a lot of people lack the education on voting. I think we follow the sheep a lot when it comes to voting, especially uh, last, last year was a ish show because of, you know, the controversy between Trump and Biden and everything. So I think that for me personally, I can speak for myself, I was not fully informed on the voting process and everything. So going into voting last year, I, I just voted for who I felt was right, but I do think that's important to help people understand the voting process and understand what their vote means mm -hmm. and because I think that's why a lot of people don't vote because they don't understand how important their vote is but also it's it can be confusing it can be a yeah. lot um some people are just really uneducated on certain aspects of what goes into voting um, yeah. the ballot box or the, the propositions that are on you know your ballot we have to realize that my best friend I was talking to him during the 2020 election as well it's a lot at stake but also even though you know the federal uh, putting, you know, the president in office deciding who's going to run our country. Yes, that's important, but then those propositions that are on that ballot really affect our communities. Exactly. Dialysis centers, every, like, you know, funds that are being allocated to our school districts. Those are things and people that we, you know, vote on. Now, we have a decision to make, and if we're not properly reading through those, you know, propositions and saying, oh, maybe that doesn't make sense, maybe I should go knowing that. We're just marking yes, no, yes, no, and then focusing on the names and the ballot that we've seen on Twitter, Instagram, and maybe bits and pieces on CNN. That's a problem because we're doing ourselves a disservice by not properly, by not putting the right amount of energy into what it takes to vote properly. Because and you can't fault a lot of people for that because they don't know. Yes. And so it's our job if we have, you know, we have the means to do it and we know a little bit more than somebody else, help somebody else, you know, do what they need to do to help. Um, help our democracy yeah, yeah. out of the turmoil state that it is in so that's that's what I think about that as far as voting I love that so um, let's go into this book 
That's the way I get my message across is through my words. I've been told that I have a way with words, and so you I, do. Ah, just sitting here talking to you is like I would never guess you were 20 years old. Ah, your mind is some is years ahead. It's something. <laughs> um, ah, it's just I don't know, man. Like that's just that's God's gift to yes. me. And you know, like I said, if that's God's gift to me. Um, and I'm not using it. I'm not, you know, aiding and making sure that I'm keeping up with, for example, you know, what's going on in the world, my vocabulary, things that I know that are important to me that will affect my writing and ultimately help me get my message across. And so going back to my second edition and what I want to do, if it, it may be on campus, so be on the lookout if I have it on campus, the launch. Um, okay. It's, it's a big deal for me as far as, you know, what I want to continue to do. As a young person who still has a platform, who who still wants to be able to be a part of a generation of change agents, and there's just so much that we can do. There's there's just so much work that needs to be done, and we're so capable of doing that. So use your gifts. If if you have a way with you know graphic design, use it. If you have a way with words and you love writing, use it. If you love poetry, use it. Um, use the gift that you know God has given to you, or whoever you believe in. Um, and, and just tailor to it and just nurture it you know you like to read reading if you're not an avid reader you're not going to be a good writer my mom told me that all yes. the time so that's why I force myself oh, like to my read no literally <laughs> I have to force myself to read sometimes if I don't want to whether that's a five minute article I know like dang okay I can put that I can use that word in my thing in my in my book or something like that mm -hmm. but yes I'm just excited about being able to do that in the launch and the support and just it means the world to me it does it's just so great to see how passionate you are about it and to see the passion that you put into it because i think i've never read the book but i'm going to read it i'm going to buy it 
But I'm pretty sure once I read it, I'm going to be able to see and feel the passion that you put into it in your work, mm-hmm. you know. So the next question I have for you is how do you balance your career and your life? I mean, your career path and your life, like, you know, fun stuff that you like to do. How do you balance all of that? Well, sometimes there's really no healthy balance. I'm not okay. going to lie. You're going to have to sacrifice sleep. Yeah. Um, depending on what you do depending on how many there's only 24 hours in a day yeah so (laughs) you're not gonna get any more than that so you really just have to you have to sacrifice you have to make time for certain things um being in a relationship being a student being the president of two organizations it's it's a lot sometimes and trying to have a social life and trying to maintain a lot of different things to the standard that you that you started off yeah. it's a lot but I do I do say that um, if, I, if I know I have to stay up to at 2 o'clock in the morning to get something done I won't feel right going to bed if I know I could have finished something and I did it so um, I would say really get some sleep if you can but also it's really on you I can't tell anybody how to find a perfect balance because everybody's lives are different mm-hmm. your people's priorities are different you're going to prioritize what you choose to prioritize That's and at the true. end of the day you have to do what works for you I know that if I have to stay up to two o'clock in the morning, I have to I have to set my alarm. I have to get up still because that's a decision I made ultimately. But at the end of the day, it's doing something like I know this is going to be worth it. I may not want to do it right now, but I have to do it. If I have to stay up late and get up early, that's what I have to do. Sacrifices are ultimately for the greater good. Sometimes if they're going toward your passions and school, school is a big part of my life. Um, and so my performance in school matters um, and the relationships that I have with my friends, you know, my boyfriend and then my passions outside of that it's important to me so all that requires attention and energy and sometimes there's just not enough time in a day and you have to be vocal about hey i don't have time to talk right now can i talk to you later that could be with your sisters your friends your significant other anything but you just have to be willing to communicate and sometimes i'm not i'm not the best communicator i'll go yeah i was without taking it my fault i forgot to take you back and then it's just i, I mean you you're you know, a busy so woman it, you know like that i don't think um <laughs> let me say for me personally i don't think i took it anyway any type of way because i'm like this girl is doing a lot I'm and this is before me, this is before meeting you i'm like this girl's doing a lot <laughs> like but in a good way yes like in a very good way like girl you in the next 10 years you're gonna be I'm praying. I just I'm praying. Yes. The proof is in the pudding. Oh, not pudding. <laughs> okay. So, what piece of advice would you give other people who want to do what you do? Like, what piece of advice would you give them to pursue what you're doing? Start. It just it takes it takes one second to start something that you want to do. Um, if you have a passion for it, follow through and be consistent. Consistency is so so important there's a quote that denzel washington said and it's escaping me right now and it sucks because it's just so relevant but as far as consistency and doing what you need to do and sticking to that path it's you're not going to get anywhere without being consistent you're not going to get where you want to go without keep doing it over and over and over again and i know personally for me you know, I failed. I've, I've gotten discouraged. Yeah. I said, I don't want to do this anymore. There's been days where I haven't, I didn't think about, you know, make, making a post or, 
or writing an article pertaining to what I needed to talk about. But you're going to have to push through sometimes because you, at the end of the day, your passions are going to outweigh any, you know, discouraging or disheartening moments because, you know, this is for the greater good. I know this is what I want to do. And I know if I make this mistake today and I learn from it, I'm not going to make the same mistake tomorrow. I think one of the, some of the best advice that I heard in recent, um, recently in my life is make a new mistake every day because yes. you're not making the same one. It's a problem <laughs> if you keep making the same that's, mistake. I've never heard of that one, so that's a good one. I, I, love make, it. I love that. Make a new mistake every day. Yeah, because at least you know, you're trying something new and then, okay, well, at least I won't make the same mistake tomorrow. I'm learning from my mistakes and if I try something new and I make a mistake, I'm learning from it. So you're, it's, a, it's a constant build. Sometimes it's a constant battle within yourself as far as you know, encouragement. Um, balancing your mental health and also we 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 get down in ourselves we're our biggest critics I'm we my are. biggest critic I'm I always feel like I need to be doing more despite what others may think your perception of me sometimes I hear what you're saying but I know I can still be going harder so you have to also give yourself credit sometimes and pat yourself on the back and also know when to say no yes know when to say no you know you can't balance something my biggest advice to say no nicely see and say like no I think my schedule is a little bit too packed for that I really do appreciate the consideration but I just do not have adequate enough time and that's okay be upfront and be forthright and be tra um, transparent with people because if you're, if you're trying to cover up and trying to pretend something be trying to pretend to be something you're not it's going to bite you in the butt and sometimes you just have to be honest and say I can't do that right now I'm not in the mental capacity but if, if you want to do something, you're always going to figure out a way to do it. You're going to be passionate about it. And you just have to, you know, you just have to love, you have to love what you do. You have to love the, the failure that comes with it. And the sacrifice at the end of the day is going to be worth it. So that's what I would say to somebody who wants to be an activist. And also don't look for the limelight. That, I think that's the biggest thing. Grassroots organizing, the work of, you know, being a voter rights activist if you want to be famous off of that, if you want to get the recognition, you can't search for it because if that's what you want, you're in the wrong type of, you know, you're in the, the wrong, wrong type field. of business. Exactly. <laughs> like Stacey Abrams and Tasha Brown, they just start out saying, yeah, I want to be, I want to be in the main news, da, da, da. Yeah, I registered this 100,000 people to vote. It's, if you're looking for the limelight, you're really in the wrong business because you're going to have a lot of dark, dark moments and you're going to have a lot of lonely nights saying that could have gone better. You can't if you're you can't be in this line of work looking for the limelight. You have to be in the line of work because you love the people, and you love the work that goes into it. I think Fred Hampton said it. I live for the people because I love the people, and that's that's what it's about. Period. <laughs> so go ahead, Fred Hampton. So what's to come for Naya in these? Let's let's give the semester. Let's not say years to come, but what's to come for this semester or this year? Yeah. Well, as um, president of the Lambda Zeta chapter, Dustin Sanders were incorporated. That you president of that too. I am. Girl, you president of everything. Okay, Miss mm -hmm. Obama. <laughs> uh, but as far as LZ and the work, just um, being active, you know, community yeah. service, um, making sure our events are going well, making sure we're doing what we need to do and handling business accordingly. That's my biggest, biggest thing. Is just. You know, chapter of the year vibes uh, for LZ because <laughs> that's it's a high bar, it's a high standard, yes. and my role is just to maintain it and preserve it and nurture it. Um, as far as school, still a 4.0, can't slip. 
getting a little stumble. I know it's hard. I'm in a lot of making my classes right now, but 4.0 and also um, just making sure I'm I'm not losing myself. I think I'm really focusing on a lot of things have happened. I've grown up a lot in the past two months from a new apartment, new car, just yes. new everything. And so I'm not losing myself in the midst of, you know, work and school and events and just being everywhere at multiple times. That's what I really want to focus on because I know in the past, um, depression is real. Uh, it, you know, you can, if you're doing too much and nobody knows you're suffering silently, you can fall into, you know, that, that hole of hopelessness and helplessness and you get stuck there. Yeah. And so suicidal thoughts are real. If anybody, you know, is struggling with that, be willing to talk about it. I know I have friends where I'm confident, you know, in their discretion and, you know, you have, you can't be afraid to vocalize how you're feeling sometimes because it can get a lot. And so, I know for me, I want to have a very successful year as a junior. And this is a comeback year for all of us. Yes. It was, you know, we're still de dealing with COVID, but we're here um, and, and we're back on campus. And I think that really, really makes my heart happy being able to be around people that I love and care for a lot because I miss them very much. Yes. And just really just making sure everybody is safe and, and good. I just really feel great about this year. And all that can be accomplished, especially if you know you're working hard. Yes. And I, that's the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to. I see a lot of success going on in multiple different areas. And so I just, it's, it's a little vague and ambiguous, but that's what I see. I can't specify because it's just, I just, it's, it's a broad statement about what I feel like is going to happen. So I'm excited about it. Well, I am excited for you as well. I know. I can feel that you are going to accomplish everything that you just put your mind to. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to be here. I am truly humble and appreciative of your presence and the conversation that you gave me and the knowledge that you gave me. Because, girl, you dropped some knowledge today. Okay? Oh, my goodness. I wish I remembered the quote. It was such a good quote, y'all. But if you, I, you dropped some other good quotes, too. Was, oh, my goodness. It was like, ugh. It's okay. It's okay. First of all, uh, if you're listening, please go buy her book. Do you mind saying the, the name again? Yes, it's called Generation Z, The Sleeping John Awakens. We Have the Power by S.L. Daughtry. Those are my initials, <laughs> my first and <laughs> middle, and then my last name. It is available on Amazon. And if you're on the University of Alabama campus, I do have physical copies. So um, you can follow me on Nyla Treese uh, on Instagram and Gen Z, We Have the Power on Instagram. So that's it. Yes, and then your podcast is also under that same... Yes, everything is linked in my bio. Okay. Tales of Two Americas is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We are coming back very, very soon, so be patient with me. Thank you. Yes, be patient with her, and thank you once again for coming on here. I had such an amazing time talking to you guys. You guys just tune in to Dosa Nay Podcast, the hottest podcast down south, and we are out. <laughs>